welcome to the Next Level Life podcast. This is Christine Corcoran, and this podcast is made for powerhouse businesswomen who are ready to ignite their fullest potential. This is where we dive deep into mindset breakthroughs and sprinkle in some kick up the butt motivation so you can scale your business with confidence and clarity. Whether you're craving more income, impact, or inspiration, this podcast will be your ultimate resource for all things next level. Listen in as we have authentic conversations with game-changing female entrepreneurs as we reveal the secrets on what it takes to rise and thrive. So go ahead, ignite that inner fire and let's get you taking massive aligned action. Are you ready to elevate? Let's go. Hey, hey, thank you for hitting download. Welcome back to the podcast. I have so much to share with you. So I am finalizing dates for my 2024 retreat and I haven't decided whether I'm going to run two or just the one. So if you are keen to join a retreat this year, make sure that you check out the link in the show notes, add your name to the wait list. It'll ask you what date you prefer. There's no obligation to join or buy a ticket to the retreat, but it's just showing me what interest there is available and what time of year is going to best suit. So if you would love to be a part of a retreat in the upcoming years, then you can pop your name on the wait list there and you just let me know whether you prefer May or October. Uh, I've been working on the podcast, so I've got new, beautiful podcast art. So wherever you are listening to this, please check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, I felt like it really needed a rebrand, really needed a new refresh and really wanted it to stand out on the podcast app. I really hope you love it. So definitely check that out. Uh, I can't believe it's December, like crazy. So I've been working behind the scenes on lots of different things. Uh, I've got a couple of new things coming out for you in the new year. I'm going to be running an event in March. I'm working on lots of my mastermind stuff. So I'm running a online event for my mastermind in January. And then I'm running an in-person one in March for my beautiful next level mastermind ladies. And so I've been locking in all the speakers for those events, which is super fun. I just love creating events. And it's so funny because I actually went to a couple of events recently and at those live events, I was like, Oh, I really miss hosting events. I really miss speaking at events. So that's my big goal for 2024 is to level up my speaking and to do a lot more of that next year. And you know, I do miss doing the love what you do events, but it was such a labor intensive experience that I just know that I just could not do that again. Even though I keep getting asked, can you run them again? No, I'm sorry. I can't. (laughs) It is a lot. Like I think that if any of you have run events before that it does take a lot of energy to put them together, to find speakers, to run them, to market them. Like it's a lot. So I I feel like I'm definitely going to run some events in in next year, in 2024. So I'm going to run an event, which I'm, I'm thinking will actually be a money mindset event in March. Uh, and then I'm running a retreat. So that'll either be in May or October, depending on what dates people prefer. And so other than that, I've been working lots behind the scenes with my beautiful mastermind ladies, having such a fun time, just working on so much leveling up, which is just so exciting. And I'm super excited to finish off the year. I'm taking a break over Christmas, New Year, and I hope you are too. And I'm, I'm actually feeling really good for the end of the year. So sometimes you get to this point of the year and you're just like so exhausted, but I actually feel really good. And I feel like that's because of my masterminds. Like it's been just such a joy to support them each and every stage of their business. And it's just, it gives me life. Like I'm, I'm that type of extrovert that I get life from supporting and helping people and connecting with people. So that's been so fun. And then recently had one of my client dinners as well, which was always so good to do to get to connect in person and to catch up and have some beautiful, beautiful drinks and some delicious food. So today on the podcast, I want to talk to you about 
conflict. So you may experience a fear of conflict. If you've hit download, then you may maybe avoid difficult conversations, but I really want to talk to you about the fear of conflict and how it could be affecting your business, because this has been showing up so much in my masterminds. And it's this thing with the communication, right? Like we need to obviously have really good communication within our containers, within our one-to-one relationships in order to support a great outcome, right? And one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of women that I work with, there's so much hesitation with communication and upsetting people or worrying people or annoying people or wanting just to avoid any awkward or uncomfortable conversation or avoid rejection. So we actually don't have the conversations and we don't communicate when we really need to be communicating. And it's one of those things that I have worked with so many of my clients on is that fear of conflict. So firstly, what you want to do is start to actually just explore where is the fear of conflict come from? Majority of the time when I work with clients is they may have been brought up in a household where there was conflict in the household. So maybe there was a, instead of actually having really um, constructive conversations that led to a solution or an outcome, it's sometimes it actually led to conflict. So if there was a disagreement, it led to conflict, or if it was uh, you know, maybe if there was a people pleaser in the house, they avoided it because of the conflict. And basically that we then learn that it's not okay to have con- those conversations. Basically we have created an association in our mind that conversations equal equals conflict. And so that could happen in earlier childhood, or it can actually happen in adulthood as well. I've worked with a couple of clients that have had past experiences in jobs that they've had, where they've been in environments where it was a really high level conflict environment. And so they've had many experiences where conversations led to conflict. And so then the association in the brain is that if I have these conversations that are uncomfortable, they lead to conflict. And one of the things I always like to say to clients is that that's not always true. It's not a hundred percent true. So we've got to realize that conversations are required in order for us to develop a strong relationship and for us to nurture that relationship and to keep the relationship strong, conversation and communication is required. And We cannot assume because that's as soon as we start assuming we take away our power and we make up stuff in our heads that we're not 100% sure on. And then we end up making decisions on a lack of information. So if you're assuming it's most likely because you haven't communicated and you're thinking that you're actually reading someone's mind. So if you cannot read other people's minds, you don't know what they're thinking or feeling. You don't know what else is going on in their life. You don't know what they need unless you actually ask. And so I've come back to a place, especially with my communication of like, if they have not specifically said it to my face or I have not communicated it to them, then I cannot assume that they know. And I cannot assume that, that I know, right? So we've got to come back to those facts because a lot of the time we just assume, and then that leaves us stuck in a place of feeling awkward and uncomfortable. And then we build it up in our head so big that we think it's going to lead to conflict when really all we need to do is actually just have a freaking conversation, right? But not moving through the fear and having courage to have that conversation, it can actually do a lot of damage to our business. Like some of the problems that I see show up in a business for someone who really fears conflict is a lack of communication. So then the customer doesn't know what to expect. The customer doesn't know how they should be treated or should be should treat the other person. They don't know what the parameters are, the expectations, like there's a lot of stuff up in the air, right? What can cause problems then is that if you under communicate and assume that they know the process, then often what can happen is that they become unhappy, but they don't say anything because they're waiting for you to take the lead and actually communicate what's next. 
And then what can happen is that then it causes conflict, causes friction within the relationship. And all we really need to do is actually just over communicate, like literally break it down. Like this is what to expect next. This is when you're going to next hear from me. This is what you can expect from this. This is when you should ask questions. Like this is exactly what you should be doing next. Like if you're not communicating, you cannot assume someone knows your process. So, and I've had this happen in so many different, different areas of business. And I think that sometimes we assume that people know, and then it leaves us stuck, right? It causes problems. People then get annoyed with you because you haven't communicated clearly and then they are stuck thinking all these different negative things and then that actually creates conflict, right? So by worrying about conflict and having difficult conversations, we actually don't communicate upfront effectively enough. We don't set boundaries and then it causes conflict down the track. So I want you to know this because I want you to recognize that even though by avoiding conflict, you feel like you're avoiding the pain of it but you're actually causing more down the track. So you're setting up your future self for things to suck, right? And sometimes we just need to recognize that and go, it's actually much easier to communicate and over-communicate right from the beginning. And that way everyone knows you're on the same page. You know what to expect. They know how to find everything they need to find. They know know what's expected of them. They know what to do when things don't go to plan, like literally over communicate every step of the way makes them feel so taken care of, makes them feel like they know exactly what's happening, right? Like I've had some, you know, I've seen some breakdowns of relationships where people assumed this is what they were going to get in their level of service and with a certain business. And then they didn't get that level of service, but the business owner did not communicate what the service level was going to be. So this person, the customer was literally just like, well, this was my expectation. And because it wasn't communicated, they then become unhappy. Then they leave. And then the business owner is like annoyed and pissed off because they've left, but they haven't learned from it. Right. So we need to make sure that we're asking for the feedback. We need to make sure that we're really thinking about, what the, how the customer is experiencing the service and starting to think about like what else would they need to know? What other challenges would they be having? What other mindset blocks would they be having in this part of the service? Like, you know, like what are the biggest challenges you have and think about how you can overcome it with more communication. And then there's always going to be difficult conversations in business. Like always, you're going to have challenges where you're going to have to address things with like payment plans not going through or someone defaulting on their payments or someone unhappy with the service or someone unhappy with the result or someone unhappy with the outcomes. Like there's certain things that you're going to have to deal with. And I think that if you can try to navigate or mitigate those with more communication earlier on in in the relationship, you're more likely to create less conflict down the track. Right. So, and it's much, much easier to uphold those types of boundaries or those expectations if you've communicated it. And the other thing I want to say is like, don't just expect that people are going to read your contracts, right? Or agreements, because a lot of the time people don't read them and then the boundaries have not been put in place. The expectations have not been laid out. So I always say to my clients, like, if you have not communicated it face to face, then don't assume that they know, right? And often people go, oh, but it's in my contract. Yep. It doesn't matter. Like still communicate it because if it continues to create friction in your business, it means you have not communicated it and they don't know right? Whereas if you've communicated it face to face, you can always come back to that and come back to the contract or agreement and say, well, this is actually what we spoke about in this, at this, at this appointment, this is exactly what is communicated in the contract. This is what you signed, right? So you're safeguarding yourself by over communicating right from the get go. Now, when those difficult conversations come up, the best way to handle those is to one, put yourself in their shoes, 
Two, don't assume the worst. Like often this is what causes the conflict. You assume the worst. You go, the payment, they've defaulted on a payment. Oh my God, they don't want to pay me. They're going to hold the money back. They're going to, they're going to hate what I'm doing. They, well, like they, we literally like go into catastrophizing when really sometimes people have just accidentally missed a payment, right? They've just accidentally missed a payment and they need a little reminder. So I always think about it. Like if this was me, how would I want to be communicated with in order for me to rectify the situation? And I just come from that place because you want to come from that place of kindness and love. And that way they're more likely to respond more effectively. Okay. If you, if you respond from a place of defensiveness or from a place of fear, then they're most likely going to respond to that as well. So you want to come back to that place of just disconnect from the outcome, disconnect and stop, stop assuming that you think, you know what they're thinking and just come back to, okay, how would I want to be, how would I want this to be handled if this was me? Right. And then go about it that way. And then the other thing I'll say to this as well is that it's so important that you process your own emotions around the situation so you don't approach the situation emotionally because sometimes what can happen is that our emotions will get the best of us and we'll actually be responding from past hurt rather than from the exact situation that's happened. So we want to just come back to that place. And then the third thing that I do is normally, so sorry, I process my emotions. And then the third thing I do is think about what I want the relationship to be in the future and how will I maintain that relationship? Because a lot of the times you most likely do want to maintain the relationship, right? You want to continue to work with them. You want, and you want that to be a good relationship. So you really want to think of how is that going to serve me? If I get defensive and I respond emotionally, how is that going to serve the relationship, right? I still need to set clear boundaries and I still need to communicate what's expected. Absolutely. But you can do that with politeness. You can do that with kindness and without, you know, getting walked over, you can absolutely do that without it being overly emotional, right? And so sometimes we need to actually process some past hurt because we've maybe had times in the past where it did lead to conflict, or maybe we've had times in the past where we have been hurt. And so we need to process that. So we're not taking it into the next relationship in our business. So there's some of the key things that I want you to consider when it comes to having a fear of conflict. One, you've got to figure out where it's come from. Two, you've got to reframe the fact that not all conversations lead to conflict. And three, you need to learn that communicating effectively will solve majority of the problems you have in relationships. Like I'm going to pause there because that's exactly what it comes down to. If you communicate more effectively, people are less likely to be unhappy. They're more likely to be understanding. Like I had a client recently where she's had some issues with some of the stock showing up and it was late and people were wanting to buy. Like she was having this push pull kind of happen happen because she was like, well, I do I tell people it's delayed. Do I not tell people it's delayed? And I was like, yeah, you tell them it's delayed because you need to be upfront. You don't want to be causing more havoc down the track. You can communicate what you know, right? You don't you necessarily know all the answers right now, but you can communicate what you know and let them know that you'll come back to them as soon as you know more information. You just need to keep people updated, right? Like at the end of the day, communicate what you know, communicate what you're going to do about it, and then ask them for their patience. It's majority of the time that's going to help you mitigate majority of problems. Otherwise, you need to go back to your communication strategies because maybe you need to improve your onboarding process. Maybe you need to communicate some of the boundaries from the get-go face-to-face. Maybe you need to communicate via email more regularly, right? 
It's one of the things I did for my masterminds. I also, and, and for any of my payment plans, I communicate ahead of time when the payment plans are going to be reset, when the payment plans are going to, what, when their next charge is going to come out of their bank account, right? Like sometimes you just need to over communicate. So that way you're not just leaving things up to chance and you're not waiting for things to get crappy before you try and fix it, because that's a horrible way to be in business, right? Like sitting back and hoping there's no conflict is not going to serve it, not going to serve you. You need to mitigate that possible conflict by communicating more effectively. And then my last little piece is true and tried tested advice. Eat the frog, like do it early on. Don't let it stew, right? The longer you leave it, the worse it will get. So if you are like, oh my God, I really need to have that conversation with that client. And then it gets to the end of the day and you're like, oh no, I'll wait till tomorrow. And the next day starts and then you're like, I'll do it in the afternoon. And then before you know it, it's the end of the day and you go, oh no, I'll wait till tomorrow. Like that's only going to make it worse. And it's going to make only more sleepless nights for you and cause you to really be unhappy in the job that you're doing. Whereas if you just communicate it, like honestly, the more I just take the emotion out of it and just with kindness and politeness and communicate, and they're more likely to respond so much better. And the relationship is kept intact, right? A lot of the people just want to know what's going on, right? Just communicate. Don't expect that there's going to be a conflict. Give people the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be okay and that they're going to respond kindly. The other thing I do as well, just lastly, is I actually like play out the story in my head. Like I play out the scenario of how I want it to go rather than letting my brain just run off like a toddler. And I just use my more imagination more effectively rather than it go to worst case scenario. I go to how do I want this to go? right? So I ask myself, how do I want this to go? How do I want them to respond? And I just play that and visualize that in my own head so I can see them responding well. And then that's usually how it goes. I bite the bullet, I eat the frog, I get it done, get it out of the way. Because a lot of the time people just want to know what's going on, right? Communicate that timeline and let them make the adjustments that they need to make on their side so that things can stay intact. Like keep that relationship intact by communicating what you need to communicate And then you'll feel so much better. Like honestly, not only will you be honoring yourself in that process, but you'll feel so much better. And that way the relationship stays intact to make it better in the long run. So I hope this episode has served you. It's one of those things that I know is really challenging, but I know the more that you choose courage over fear, the better you get at it and the more conversations you'll have. And then you'll start to have all of this proof and evidence that your brain will have that can then understand that conversations and disagreements are okay that you can work through them. It doesn't mean conflict. It doesn't always mean conflict, right? Give yourself the space to actually have some good conversations that lead to a great outcome. And even though it was uncomfortable, it will make your relationships stronger. That's what I love about this, right? That people just miss out on such incredible, strong relationships because they're just not willing to have the conversation, right? The uncomfortable conversation that needs to be had that is like the elephant in the room, but no one's willing to address it. Just address it, address it, have the conversation and move forward. It is going to serve you and it's going to serve your business. It's going to serve your customers and it's a win, win, win for everyone. I hope this episode has served you. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Otherwise have an incredible week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.